the exciting things that I love about this moment, um, if I can just get serious for a second, is I didn't know if we were going to be able to do something like this. Um, just because over the last, uh, I don't know, over the last couple of years, I've been learning a lot about our church and a lot about uh, our students and stuff like that. And, and I've talked to some of the other youth pastors even to see like what's going on in their groups. And, and what's interesting is that I found that Wednesday nights um, are kind of a tough time for students because of athletics and class and homework and all that kind of stuff. And I get that. Um, but I got to say, like, I don't know um, who's, who's been around for a couple years at least. Like, some of your guests, it's awesome. Um, this, is, um, this is surprising to, to maybe some of you because I think even a couple, a couple months ago, we're meeting and uh, we're upstairs and, and Ebers with us and all that. Um, but, but you guys have really shown up. And I was a little afraid of, of you guys showing up or not because of COVID and because of busyness and because, you know, do we even know that this thing Fuse is going to work? And, and so sometimes uh, things like that seem impossible. I don't know if things seem impossible to you or what, what in the world th- seems impossible. Do you think it's impossible once you saw your class load and all that kind of stuff? Like, am I going to get good grades this year or is it going to be a repeat of last year? It seems seems like a pretty tall order, um, or it seems impossible to, to even think that maybe we could have fun at church. Like, could we actually come and, like, have people get pied in the face? It's funny. We were going to pie four people in the face, and Angel, you got to be the fifth. That was awesome. Uh, where's Angel? Where are you at? There you are. There you are. You got the hat on. You look like a spy over there. Um, so, so those things seem impossible. And if I can just be real with you, one of the things that um, was true for me was that when I was a teenager, when I was like your age, it seemed impossible that I could ever be someone that, um, that felt like I was a strong Christian. I would see the people leading worship on stage. I would see my youth pastor or my pastor. I'd see some of the adults that seemed to teach Bible studies and all this kind of stuff, and it seemed, it seemed like that was for them. It seemed, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I don't know that I ever thought this specifically, but it always seemed like there was a special kind of person that got to do that, and they, they probably were invited into it, or maybe they had some sort of different DNA, or maybe they were, they were born to be someone who was going to be someone who was going to be encouraging um, in a spiritual way or, or something like that. But then God changed my life in a personal way, and, and I wanted to show you guys a little, bit, little story in the Bible that... Um, that I think, if I can just challenge you tonight, would, I think God wants to show you that he can invite you into being someone who experiences him in a real way too. So if I can just have everyone's attention, I know that sometimes when we come into church and we see people like experiencing worship in a real deep way, and we're like, I don't feel anything. This doesn't feel special. This does, it's just songs. And these aren't the kind of songs that I listen to like on my device at home. Or this isn't the kind of like, I would never read the Bible because it's boring. Or I would never, I can't even understand it when someone explains it to me. That was me. That was me when I was your age. And if you've ever felt that way, I want you to know like you're not alone. Because if you asked everyone in this room, do they feel that way or have they ever felt that way? Most of us would say, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know what that feels like. That's me too. So in, in the book of John chapter 6, um, I'm going to have the scripture on the screen. Um, this is a very common story in scripture. This is where Jesus is going to feed the 5,000. Um, so we're just going to uh, read the first uh, 14 verses, and I just want to share something really quick with you. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. 
And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. So Jesus went up on the mountain. There he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. So one of his uh, disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, says, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down, which is a lot of people. Like organizing 50 people can be a lot of times. Sometimes this is like 5,000 men. There's probably... 10,000, 15,000 women and children, just by the way they counted in those days. There's, there's a big crowd of, of people here. He says, how the people sit down? Now, there's much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. Now, I think what's interesting about this story is that this tells us something about Jesus. What does it tell us about Jesus? Well, Jesus is someone that can do miracles. He's, he's in power. And, and if you saw someone, like let's say we have all these people show up to Fuse for the first week. It's incredible. And I walk in with like one pizza and I'm like, hey, guys, party time. I got the pizza here. And you're like, how exactly is this going to work? Um, you wouldn't trust me, would you? And I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, they were following her, him because they saw him doing a bunch of miracles. But, but he took all that stuff and he multiplied it. So we know Jesus was doing this stuff, and he was kind of proving that he was the son of God. That was, that was part of what he was doing. And in this miracle, he was really teaching us, like, okay, the bread and the fish is cool. Like, the, the miracle is cool, but all that is is something to show you that I can be what you need. I'm, I'm the bread of life, he would tell these people later on. And so he does all this, but what I find interesting is that there's this little boy in the crowd. We don't even know the boy's name. And in this culture, like, this is, this is like low on the totem pole, right? This is someone who has no powers. He's the only person in the crowd who remembered lunch, which is nuts to me. I have never, ever in my whole life forgotten a meal. Never. And you're like, <laughs> we could tell. Uh, and I thank you for that um, laugh. appreciate that very much. <laughs> we get it, Mark. Um, but this little boy has this, these, this bread and these fish, and he shows up, and he offers what he has. And that's really the first thing that I want to share with you tonight is that this is, um, let me get to my points here. God only asks you for the little bit that you do have, not what you don't. So if I can just be very real with you right now, if you are in the room and you have ever felt like, Man, I don't know what's going on with those other people that seem like they get it. Like, I don't, when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to Christianity, I just don't get it. And I think the little boy is, 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 a, is an example for us. Not that we have to come with all this, like, spiritual maturity or that we have to walk in the doors and feel like we're special or anything. Like, Jesus loves you just where you are, and he's inviting you. This is the second thing I want to say to be a part of that miracle. 
Sometimes you have to sit in a worship service and you have to, you have to hear the scripture to understand that, that God wants to do something in your life. Because this is not just about me getting to stand up and teach. This is not about the band getting to sing some songs. This is about us as believers walking together. And I got to be honest, my hope for you and my hope for this whole community is that we would be a group of people that gets to show Jesus to the world. Show Jesus to our community. We want to be able to lead our community to Christ in all kinds of different ways for all kinds of different people. And listen, I can't do it by myself. Pastor Malcolm, Pastor Greg, we can't do it by ourselves. You've got to be a part of that. But here's what I want to tell you. Before any of that happens, I just want to ask you, just all eyes on me for just a minute. Would you be bold enough just to take a challenge with me and say, it might be possible that God wants to do something insane in my life. And it's, he doesn't, you don't have anything miraculous in your hands. Right? You may say, like, I, when I read the Bible, I don't get it. When I come to church, I'm confused. I don't understand the sermons. I don't understand. When I try to read the Bible, I know I'm supposed to do my daily devotion, but when I read it, I just don't understand it. Can I just ask you this? Would you just, would you just take the challenge this school year to say, maybe God wants to do something miraculous, not with something you don't have, but just a little bit that you do have. I think Fuse is one of those opportunities. I think this is an opportunity for you to learn more about God in your own life, but also invite some friends. When I think about what this could be for our community. Let me just be really, really honest with you. I look at Ridgepoint, and I look at all the different middle schools. You got Baines, you got Thornton, you got all these different elementary schools. You got like a growing community. I think what Siena alone is like halfway done growing. We got so many people coming in our community. We've got a, a, a ton of people that come from Pearland. We've got people that come from Riverstone, Sugarland. We've got all these different people. And I'm looking at our student ministry, and I want to say, like, we've got people here. We've got students here that if they wanted to step into the miracle, just by offering the little bit that they had, that they could see something miraculous happen. But are you willing to offer that? Are you willing to take the, take the chance, take the challenge to, to maybe seek God just a little bit? I want to challenge you this school year. I, I, I'm not, I, I want this to be a fun place. I want this to be a place that you can invite your friends, and I'll, I'll prove it. Like, we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff this school year. If you come back next week, um, we're going to have, like, 5,000 water balloons to throw at each other. So that's going to be fun. So we're going to do stuff like that. And so, I, like, we're trying to put this out there. Like, we want this to be a student ministry where you want to come, and we want you to invite your friends. Now, why do I want you to invite your friends? Why do, I, why, why do I want you to come? Because water balloon fights are fun? Because, okay. <laughs> That's like reason number 17. I don't know what just happened. Reason number like 17 down on the list, you know, of, of, of reasons to come to church. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you this school year. What would it look like if you were to take Jesus up on his challenge just to offer the little bit that you had? And I, I tell you, I'm going to put my faith in God, and I hope you put your faith in God that he's going to do something incredible this school year with you, with me, with your friends, with our community. And so I just want to, I just want to ask you, are you willing to take, take me up on that challenge, take Jesus up on that challenge? Will you bow your heads for just a minute? So with your heads bowed, I'm not going to ask you to do anything, respond to anything. I'm just going to, I'm just going to challenge you. I think this school year... I think this could be an opportunity for so many of us 
to experience the miraculous like I did when I was a teenager. I didn't know it was even possible for me. I knew other people were experiencing Jesus in a specific way. I knew that other people had their lives changed by Jesus, but I didn't know that I could until it happened because, because I took him up on the challenge. So with your heads bowed, I just want to ask you to respond in your own heart. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. I just, will you commit this year just to, just to take Jesus up on his challenge? Because I, I bet, I bet if you offer the little bit that you have, yeah, I can come to Fuse. Yeah, I can invite my friends. That you'll see him do something miraculous in your life and their life. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll dismiss. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much for just this moment. Thank you for these students that showed up. Lord, thank you so much that we have this story of this little boy. His name is not even in the story, but he offered up just a little bit that he had, and a miracle took place that no one could explain. So thank you that I believe you're offering that challenge to us. Maybe it's not we offer our lunch and, and it's multiplied in the lunchroom tomorrow. That's not necessarily it. But, but maybe, maybe you want to do something specific through one student this school year that would make a, an eternal difference. Or maybe, maybe there's a student in this room who's going to take you up on the challenge just to, just to see if you're real, just like I did when I was a teenager. And they're going to find out by the end of the school year you are absolutely real, that you do love them, and that you do have a plan for them. Lord, I pray that they would take you up on the challenge. I pray that our lives would be changed by the end of all this. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen.